this class has helped, I would like to say, many of us find our voice and place and think about where we belong in the world and stop and think about where we're going to be in the future. Welcome to Tusker Talk, a podcast from Somers Schools. I'm Amanda Bergen, the district's communications coordinator. The following podcast is an excerpt from a recent Board of Education meeting at which a group of students, parents, and teachers shared their experiences with the combined English and Social Studies Humanities course at the high school. This course also piloted the embedded honors option. So we have Ms. Comerford here will describe these, but I'll ask Mrs. Jordy to go ahead and do a, a kickoff here, and then uh, we'll hopefully get our students and families with some insights into our, our pilot that we've been doing the last two years. And the board is thrilled that you have joined us here this evening. We've been hearing wonderful things about your program, and we can't wait to hear all about it from you. <laughs> so thank you. So thank you, Dr. Blanche and Board of Education. It's my honor to welcome students and parents with us today, along with my colleagues, Ms. Comerford, Ms. Kearns, and Ms. Delandry. Um, you heard us talk about embedded honors last year for the first time, so this is year two, and we thought, who better to hear from than our students, our parents, our teachers, and Ms. Comerford will get us started. Thank Thanks. you. So thank you to the Board of Education, Dr. Blanche and Julie, for uh, allowing us the time to present updates on our Embedded Honors Project at the high school, um, as well as Mr. Bayer and District Administration for supporting our work as we continue. Um, if you remember from our introduction of Embedded Honors last year, uh, the goal for this program is to create more inclusive learning environments in which stu all students have access to rich and rigorous curriculum um, and are provided the necessary supports for them to achieve success. Um, our goal is to create more opportunities for students to access higher level curriculum uh, with less anxiety and stress around that um, choice as well as creating and trying to kind of dismantle some of the ability labeling and grouping that, that tends to put students in ability boxes and may limit their choices and self-perceptions of themselves as learners. Rather, we encourage students to self-reflect, think about their own um, strengths and passions and determine when and where they might be uh, available and ready to uh, challenge themselves and take risks in a supportive environment. And I'm really excited to introduce the students who we have here tonight. We have students from both ninth grade embedded honors and 10th grade embedded honors with us. We'll start on the far side. This is our year two. These are our year two students. We have Robbie Conti, Amelia Sheridan, uh, Isabella Bocchino, Skylar Reyes, and Lisa Rothschild. And then on this side, we have our ninth grade team, uh, incoming Patrick Leary, George Forbes, Caitlin Eife, uh, Michael Amante, Kylo, and Kyler Linares. Um, so thank you all for coming. Um, as as, uh, as Ms. Girardi said and the board and, and uh, Dr. Portnay said, they really want to hear from you and, um, and your experiences. Also joining us are parents. We have Mr. and Mrs. Sheridan and Mrs. Bocchino. So thank you also for joining us and um, we hope to hear from your perspective as well. Um, and big thanks to Tara and Kat, Tara Kearns and Kat DeLandry. They are not only leading the work of implementation of Embedded Honors, um, creating an entirely new course, um, 
to, to pilot that last year and then the second year this year, but they're also turnkeying the professional learning that they have gone through to their colleagues at the high school. Because as you'll, as we see, this has been, we've been talking about this since 2017. That was really a planning and preparation year, 2017-18. Last year, the pilot of humanities was implemented at the high school with the ninth, with the, with ninth grade. Um, exceeding our expectations, 32 of the 35 students who completed the course last year earned honors credit by successfully completing five of seven higher level assessment unit assessments and also two mandatory um, summative assessments at the end of the year. Um, as you'll see, the data this year also shows that uh, students are still in the, in, the, in the 10th grade classes. The majority of students are opting for the higher level assessments and also in the two unit assessments that the ninth graders have undergone, they're also um, challenging themselves and reaching for those for those assessments. The, the big news is next year we're moving to a model of embedded honors for English and social studies for ninth grade classes. Um, so while humanities was our pilot and it is an interdisciplinary course that is uh, covers both English and social studies for ninth grade, that will still exist and other options will be either English 9 embedded honors, EH, or Global 9 embedded honors as well. We will, we will all still offer for social studies the World History Advance, which is kind of the precursor uh, gateway course for AP World History, which is a 10th grade class. Um, so the idea is um, creating more heterogeneous learning environments for 9th grade in English and social studies, differentiating appropriately so all students can achieve success at the higher level and providing more opportunity for students to reach that honors level um, with as opposed to previously, you'd have to make that decision in eighth grade based on your own self-perception or someone else's perception of you. Now students go through and they, and they, they learn to make those decisions on their own. And that's, that's where we are tonight. And when, I, I'm as anxious to hear from everyone as you are, so we'll move to them. Thank you. And take your questions. I think the students are prepared for any questions you might have. Well, we do have our question sheets. <laughs> no pressure. What do you guys like about this program? What don't you like about it? What is different about this program from what you're used to, too? So what's different about this program? So opposed to a regular like honors or regents class, when a teacher teaches you the whole curriculum and then, and then they tell you what to do. So they might give you like a unit test or you might have to do an essay. So in this class, when they give us the um, unit assessment, the project, we're able to choose what we want to do. They give us multiple options, mm -hmm. and by this, we're able to show our learning in the best way to receive our score, like what we earned. And this is also helpful, too, because while choosing your assessment, you're more engaged in what you're learning, too, opposed to maybe just having a test where you're really stressed and you're just trying to learn the, the curriculum that day. What do you like about it? So I like about it how it's a supportive envi like environment too, and it's like very engaging too. Like especially Miss Kearns and Miss Delandry, they support us a lot, and they always like help us so we can succeed in this class. And yeah, I've said there's not really anything I don't like about it. This class has been like very helpful for me, and it really showed like it really allowed me to like express my learning throughout these past two years. What do you think could be improved, if anything? 
anything to be improved? They, honestly, there's really nothing. Like they've been doing a really good job. <laughs> What's something you'd like to see more? Got a couple of extra points uh, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. This is not blind peer review, Joe. <laughs> well, I have a question that, uh, from an uh, administration point of view, that we have scheduling of classes or any of the scheduling that could uh, impact <clears throat> the uh, say uh, the performance of the program or anything you desire that where the scheduling can be changed to improve the students in your program? So I guess the second year students are living through the exactly. new schedule. Right. So you, last year you had the old high school schedule, now you're living. So yeah, let's hear a little bit more to Dr. Chang's question about how, how the schedule um, supports learning in this kind of class. Yeah, if you see any problems, then yeah. Or does it? Last year when we had our, we had a double period every single day because we weren't rotating. And that was 42 back to another 42 minute period. And I think a lot of us drew upon the fact that with that longer period of time, we were able to dive deeper into what we were learning. And it was just a solid, like it was a longer block of time, which allowed us to get more done because there was less getting into and getting out of the period, so to say. And then this year, um, the with the block schedule, I think that we have basically two hours of humanities. And I think that it's like, a. I think I personally like it, but I think that it allows us to go even further and it also makes it so that, say, Miss Kearns wants to teach history one period, but then there's also enough time for Delandry to go into her lesson that day so we can have both in a solid day. Can you give an example of maybe something that you learned where it prompted you to do more research or you talked to friends about it, you talked to people when you got home about it and really got you more interested in that particular topic or whatever was discussed kind of in class that day? That's a good parent question. Am I learning about religion now? And the option one, the option one was to uh, just use the class notes that they gave you, but you could, option two, which is the honors option, was you could research on your own. And I my, my uh, claim statement was, how do religions like nowadays like f argue with each other, and how is it in, like cause problems? So I researched it, and I found out that uh, Christianity was formed off of Judaism, and that without the fighting, that Christianity wouldn't be formed today. That's a great question. I'm wondering if I could follow up on your question, Mike, and ask, can you compare maybe um, one assignment that you had to do and, and maybe what the, the honors versus a traditional assignment felt like to you and maybe why you chose one over the other um, and if it, you know, how it made you feel to, to choose that assignment? And then I'm also curious just to sort of plant an idea to, to wonder about how your your peers in a, a non-embedded honors course perceive your work in the embedded honors course. So the choice piece, we want to hear from second year. 
or first? Or first. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, as a parent, I can say that um, last year, even when Amelia was in ninth grade, um, probably halfway through the school year or so, we were having a conversation uh, directly about this class. And she said, I'm learning so much. Like, I'm learning when I can really stretch myself and go for the um, honors credit, and when, based on what's going on in my life, I should probably focus um, a little bit more over here and just do the basics. Um, and I think as a parent, and I, I said this before, this is what we want our children to learn. These are life skills, is that they are looking at their course load, not just for this class, but for all of their classes. And they're figuring out how to get that honors credit when it makes the most sense for them. Um, and I think that this class really um, fosters that environment. And I, I was listening to speak about your goals for the class when you're opening up, and I was like, you know what? Mission accomplished. Because really, you talk about how the goal for this class was to give the kids the opportunity to learn in a way that works for them and for them to prove to themselves what they can do and not have to make that commitment to an honors curriculum in eighth grade. Middle school is a whole different world. And to come to high school and know that you have the opportunity to reach for the stars and to be whoever you can be is huge. I don't think Amelia would have made that commitment in eighth grade, but she earned the honors credit last year and I have faith in her that she's going to do it again. And it, it is a really supportive growth opportunity where we're giving these kids that opportunity that you talked about. They're not labeled. They're all in a class together. They're having fabulous conversations and they're learning, which I mean, it's fantastic. Thank you. You want to share something over here, I think, before about uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the question that Dr. Porno asked about, you know, really the differences that you're seeing, the choices that you're making. Again, you ha I liked your example on the religion. Does anybody else have another example they can share about the, any assignment? Or? Yeah, so recently, so I had, um, so my last two assessments, I, I've been like following a line with education and also for my social action project, I'm doing education too. So I noticed like as well, like, so my first assessment, we had to write a speech, and I did personalized learning versus traditionalized learning, and I found that personalized learning is more effective, and especially with my experience in this class, I was able to speak upon my experiences, and it's just so important. I feel like because when you're in that, when you're in like an honors class, like I can see too, like like what Miss Comerford said, there's definitely groups of people that you can tell, and they're definitely labeled, and you're like, oh, like this kid, oh, they're gonna get the answer like that. But in this class, like, there's not groups of people. Like, everyone has their opportunities to shine and show, like, who they are through their learning in their best way. Thank you. Thank you. For you ninth, ninth graders, what was your impression of what you what what were your expectations when you came into the program versus reality, if you can kind of contrast that? What did you expect coming in, and what has your reality been? Uh, I thought it was... Well, I knew going into it, it was going to be more hands-on than it, it was going to be more hands-on, more lecture than it was reading, more like less independent work until you get to the end of the unit where you have to do the unit assignment by yourself. But even then, you still get to talk to your friends and ask them 
questions to see what they're doing and how you could help each other. You just have to, in the end, you your final project has to be by yourself. So it can't be with anybody else. Is there anything that has surprised you that when you came in that, you know, versus what your expectation was on, on how you were going to decide, am I, you know, am I going to take the, um, I'm not sure what the correct term is, but for the, the standard track or go and reach further to, um, towards the honors, you know, what, anything that really surprised you that, that pushed you over the edge on some of those? Or maybe if you were planning on choosing an honors and instead went for a traditional type of an assessment, but then, or maybe the other way around, was there, did you have any of those experiences? I feel like it's whatever you want to do because if you want the regents credit, you could just do all your work in class. Even for the honors credit, you could do all of it in class. You don't have to do any of it at home because mm. you have all the time with the new block schedule. You have two hours for a back-to-back -back day. So this week we have five hours to complete our uh, unit assignment we have five hours in class so if we did even if we didn't even if we do honors credit we're still going to get it completed in class and all it is is if if you don't finish it it's only like 30 minutes at home it's whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you have a lot of choice yeah. and autonomy and is that where you're going with? yeah and, and yes that's pretty much where i was going I have a question. I'm not sure. Is this program covers every subject, or it has choice only a few subjects within the program? So it covers the New York State standards for both English and social studies for ninth grade and tenth grade. And no math or other. No, no. This is a human. It's English and social studies. Okay, that's, mm -hmm. that's right. Okay, thank you. Do you ever speak to your <clears throat> peers who are not in this course and and talk about this course and like? Do you ever talk about the difference in in this versus the other courses maybe that they're taking and have conversations about which one you like more or? Um. Oh, sorry. I know for me, um, this year and last year. I would always be um, talking about, because the assessments we do, at least for me, like I think they're fun. So like my friends would be studying for like a test and they'd be like, oh, I need to get all this information in, but they're just gonna forget it the next day. But for us, we like learn things over a period of time. And then because we don't need to memorize it, we could just apply it to the project we're doing. We could like look at the information as we're doing the project. So it's more in our head than just memorizing it for a test and then forgetting it the next day. Could you share maybe an example of a project? Um, I know for, I don't know, uh, we do speeches a lot and essays and stuff like that. And it would just be kind of hard to memorize the social studies facts for your essay to just forget them like the day after. Like I know a lot last year we did a lot of social studies facts in our essays and not being able to, if you're like writing the essay and you can't remember a fact, it's going to make it a weaker write, like writing. But if you have the information in front of you and you can just make it stronger, because like in the world we live in today, like all the answers we have are on our phones. So there's not really a point in memorizing things when you could just look it up later. So having the information in front of you is a more of a realistic, um, I don't know how to explain it, but like more realistic to our everyday lives. 
Can I add on to that? Please. Okay, so my f personally, my favorite, this is probably my favorite part of humanities, is that <coughs> I'll use the past assessment as an example, but recently <coughs> I've been diving deeper into conflict and violence, and we've been looking at a lot of conflicts that have come up in history, and one of the big things that I think humanities, like I think that it's, oh, I just lost my words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll come back. Um, we were talking about like the outcomes and how yeah. the outcomes yes, were so yes, different. Yes, you're right. So it allows us to um, walk out of the classroom with this greater idea of what's going on, not only what happened in history, but what's happening today. So for like for me, looking at conflict and like back in the 17th century and even further, um, seeing how we can compare and contrast as to what's going on today, it allows you to like see, you can see the, <laughs> like, because we are able to connect it to the things that are happening in the world today, it shows why it's important that we're learning this information. Like in an other class where you would just take it in a test and you just wouldn't understand like, oh, why am I learning about like Mesopotamia? Like I'm never going to use that. But in this class you see like, oh no, I need to learn about this so like my generation doesn't make, or like you don't make the same mistakes that like this civilization made and that's why they're like ancient, like they, they don't exist anymore. And it's, instead of just knowing the facts about it, it's like, why are they ancient? Like, why are these things mm -hmm. happening? Do you see that any of the skills that you're learning are transferring over into the other courses that you're taking or that you're applying these new sorts of approaches in, in the maybe more traditional classes? Yeah, I would definitely say that that helps allow, um, allow like for us to have kind of a broader view on along with our other classes, too. And coming back to like what Isabella was saying, it kind of makes us think about other things and it creates those connections between different topics and how we're connecting social studies with English and how it can relate to our modern day too. And a lot of the assessments, it allows us to kind of dive in deeper and research more about it instead of just cramming something in for a test, but we're able to use our resources and study more and like research more and so we have that like better understanding rather than just forgetting it the next day after you do the test or whatever? Um, for me, at least, a lot of the assessments are, like, more engaging because they link it to, like, modern-day, like, issues and conflicts, so it, like, makes you want to do more research and learn more about it, and, like, it also doesn't just, like, link to, like, humanities, but, like, also everyday life, so, like, also for the tests, like, for me, like, I'm not the best at tests, but for, like, the assessment, we get to, like, research the stuff and then apply it to, like, our work in a speech or an essay. And, like, if I did that, like, when I do that in tests, I always just forget the stuff right after I do it. Tests for me are just, like, memorizing, but, like, by doing an assessment or, like, an essay, it's, like, easier for me to, like, keep the information in my head. And, like, not only is it kind of easier, but like doing all this research is giving us important skills because I know in eighth grade I was so bad at like finding articles and stuff like that that were reliable but because we do so much research on our own 
it make like I've grown so much as like finding reliable sources and like becoming better at learning new information in like the best way. I know they keep on saying it's easier as a parent. It's not easier. These kids work very hard. It's a lot of hours, a lot of research, a lot of putting it together. Um, I think it comes out easy because it's something that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. um, I've had to listen to hours and hours about, I think, three-year-olds being used for recycling projects and <laughs> uh, these ideas and these concepts that are, they are interesting because I'm like, where are you going with this? And then by the end, I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah, we should use three-year-olds to clean the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they've learned so much, and they're using these skills that, that they've done a great job teaching them. And I think with uh, the writing has been excellent. Mm -hmm. they've, uh, they can whip out an essay <laughs> and write uh, research projects very quickly, and they know how to find the information. And I think that um, they all work well together. They, I've they call each other, they know what they're working on, um, but it's still a lot of work at home, and they do get to do it in school, but to put it together and to get the whole project done, if it's, uh, they get pushed to do a video versus uh, a speech in person, and it's all uh, different options, and I think that it's, they're speaking very well tonight too, and I think that's part of it also. Okay. Can you put a little quantity uh, on the number of hours you would do more than, say, the other regular? Um, I'd say it depends on the child. I have an overthinker. Uh, she spends a lot of hours doing, <laughs> doing her work. Yeah. So for some kids, things come easier than others. Um, my daughter is uh, a bit of a perfectionist in some ways when it comes down to putting it together. But this class has given her the opportunity to do something at honors level that she probably wouldn't have if just going into ninth grade. Um, and there was no pressure. There was no pressure from me. There was no pressure from the teachers. It was We decided if try it. If at the end of the year you got the honors credit, you got it. If you didn't, you didn't. And I, And she did. And she did very well. And I don't think that she would have gotten that opportunity if she would have just started ninth grade, she would have gone into a regular Regents English class and, and a Regents Social Studies class. And yeah, maybe I, I should rephrase my question. Uh, whether the extra hours that involve parents, is there any significant amount of hours that do it? No, the, it doesn't really involve me at all besides but that she's just want wants to, she wants Thank me you. to be interested. Yeah, it <laughs> no, it has no, I'm not, I would probably help her more if it was a test because I would have to quiz her on what the information is. Yeah, because they're in control. So exactly. That, that's great. That's great. I, I agree. I think there's less parental involvement yeah. because they are in control of what they're interested in and that's what they're digging into. Yeah, so I, I want an audience that is not here the parents to hear this, you know, mm -hmm. this, this is not something to be afraid of. No, and because they're so passionate about what they're learning about, doing this like additional work mm -hmm. becomes fun. And I know in our house, it does um, spur great dinner table conversation, right. truly. Just from a structuring standpoint of when we're structuring those assessments, so as George was saying, and especially looking at early ninth grade, how things are much more scaffolded to by the time now they're well into their 
a little bit into 10th grade um, so that maybe they are doing more at home. So that's an intentional and when we're structuring the assessments as well, we're going to sit down and we're going to say, hey, we're allotting X number of hours of in-class workshop time that students can work with us. They can bounce ideas off each other, as he said. Um, we're giving that guidance in person. And then it's sort of like, well, if you don't finish, if you need to do that additional research, especially as assessments get more complex, you're choosing higher level assessments, that's kind of when you're taking it home and continuing to work on it at home. So that, that is very intentional in our model of how we're designing assessments and class time. We work very carefully on budgeting minutes of class time to how we think will best um, serve what the students need. So I have, I have a question. Um, I'm going to make an assumption that you chose the embedded honors because in your mind you were thinking, I, I really might want to do some extra work and explore some uh, the, the honors level and maybe had some uncertainty on, on how much time that was going to be. With your peers, your friends and acquaintances who did not make that choice, how do you think they would um, enjoy or grow in, uh, in the same structure of a class versus a traditional? Um, for me, at least, when I like started last year, I didn't think I like I didn't expect it to be anything like this. Like when they like my counselors explained it to me like before I came into freshman year, like I thought it was gonna be so different. But now that I'm like in it, like this is my second year in it, um, it's like people who aren't in it would not expect it to be like this. Like I didn't know if I could handle like being in honors or not, so that's why I took humanities, cause like. If I like want to choose the honors option, I can. But if I feel like I can't handle it, I can always just do like the traditional one. And people who are taking like regular regions or regular honors don't like think that it'll be like that, and they don't like realize. So it's like I don't know. I just feel like it's like better because of that. And what percentage of assignments do you have to do to get the honors certification? Five out of seven. So per semester or per year or per year. Per year. And then you have to do the two final projects as honors, too. Oh. So you do, there's like nine projects in total, but the last two are the finals. So you have to do the finals as honors to get the mm -hmm. honors credit. We had to do five out of the seven. There's like the normal projects throughout the school year. So what you were describing a little bit, just thinking uh, as we were talking here before about the next evolution of this work. So thoughts about students that are in 8th grade this year now going into the high school next year, their choices will be embedded English, embedded social studies, or the humanities there. Thoughts and ideas about where, what you, would you see what happened with the students now that they would have a, a choice to go in either one of those or things we should think about as we get ready to accept all students into an embedded honors. So when I was going into freshman year, so I decided to take this class, but I also had, I was taking honors geometry and honors bio. So I wasn't sure like what I was gonna get out from this and it helped me. So I got both honors credit, the English and the global one. So I got four honors credits last year. And I think this class would be, would be beneficial for everyone because you're able to take two traditional honors classes and still get the two honors credit for this class to get the four honors credits in total. And I think that's really, like cool as well and I feel like and like going back to like different outcomes as like as mentioned before I think this class is challenging but when you 
when you like find the rigor interesting and it's and you engage in it and you're able to manipulate the projects you want to do it opposed to like the traditional learning class when you're assigned like a big essay or project that everyone's doing the same and you have no interest in it you want to drag it on and you, and you don't want to do it so i would say it's definitely beneficial for everyone to at least try it out mm -hmm. uh, current ninth graders when you guys were in middle school did you hear from any of the ninth graders about what they were doing in class in this type of class or you just heard from uh, your counselors. Uh, I didn't hear from any of the ninth graders or the tenth graders now, but we had a, we went to the there was like a meeting for freshmen deciding on which classes they want, and they did uh, a presentation on all the classes. And I liked humanities because they the English and social studies was back to back. So what you're learning in uh, in, in English, you're doing that in social studies so you learn it easierly so you like get double social studies but you're doing the english part of the social studies like you're doing more of the writing and reading and listening in english and you're doing more of the you're doing more of the writing in in ela and you're doing more of the listening in social studies and you put it together at the end of the unit thank you I think one of the concerns that some people have when they when they hear about the model of embedded honors is that um, students at very high readiness levels won't uh, be challenged, um, and so I wonder if anyone could share any thoughts about that, or if if, uh, uh, if you know if you agree with that statement or if you disagree with that statement. Um, my personal feeling is that. Embedded honors gives you wiggle room, so to say, so you can not do honors assessments for two. But if you want to push yourself or say you're maybe above average at um, humanities, then you can do option two for all of the assessments. And then there's also option three which is usually involving another step on to option two. And then there's always the option four, which is to design your own option that meets all the criteria. So I'd say that that would, so the tiered assessments within embedded honors give students the ability to choose what's right for them. And if at first they don't know what's right for them, there's, uh, like they will figure it out because of the structure of the course and also I know a lot of my friends are taking like harder honors classes mm -hmm. and they're always obviously all classes are stressful but they're always stressed to the point where it's like like not healthy stress mm -hmm. when in humanities like every once in a while we'll get like stress over an assessment because like once the projects start like it's a little much but like we're enjoying what we're doing, so it isn't, it isn't, it isn't that hard because we're, because it's a project and we're incorporating like our interest into it instead of us just being stressed like oh I'm stressed about a subject that I don't care about. It's like oh well, I'm stressed but I'm putting in my like interest into what I'm doing. So it's a lot of work, but it's like worth it in the end because you learned about something you care about. And when you think about it, when you're a student taking a regular honors class, you have to 
meet that criteria whether you like what you're learning or not but with the embedded honors it gives you that choice of if there's something that maybe you're not interested in or like you're having like a rough week with a lot of stuff going on you have that option to kind of like take a rest from like going for all that you possibly can putting in all the work and you can do that regents level and I think it's beneficial because it's when you're doing your honors credit and doing the honors work it's for something that you want to do and not that you have to do because you are taking that class do you have any friends that hear you talking about this embedded honors experience and say gosh I wish I had taken that course <laughs> definitely because I know like a lot of my friends like they're taking like insane like hard classes like <laughs> honors all honors AP and like um and they're always saying how they always have so much work to do and like sometimes it gets like too much for them and they're always up late and like I don't have to worry about that because I can always get my work done and I'm not putting it off because I know that I want to do it and it's not something that is going to be insanely hard to do because I know it's what I want to do so it's gonna it's motivation for me to finish it and do it on my own time that way I can I don't have to worry about like being stressed all the time and like eventually like becoming like unhealthy from that stress and you know lack of like sleep too one, one of the things I can't remember which one of you spoke about it right off front this idea about you're more engaged in the classrooms and one of the things just to let you know that we've been working across the schools is this idea about how do we create more engaging classrooms and specifically the idea about cognitive engagement and I've heard time and time again saying look I am interested in that. You have me and I'm thinking at this level. I'm connecting different connections. I'm doing that work. And I think what you spoke to here is where all of us, in particular the high school is working diligently on this work, middle school, is looking at how can we do a better job of engaging students commonly at their work. Because the choice you've identified here today is a key part of that. The standards that Ms. Comfort spoke to, we can get those elements in, but providing choice and opportunity for you to discover how we can get those elements in is critical. And so it seems like, and uh, again, that the reality of what we're seeing here is just a start, frankly, of where we would like to continue. So we're talking about next year in 10th grade, are we going with this very similar approach about your learning experiences have to be driven by your passion and your interests. And it sounds like the teacher team here has allowed for that choice and allowed you to drive that. So out of this class, last year as you finished, you're just getting in, things about like I've actually learned some things not factoids like you guys were saying before memory memorized but this ability for you to learn and demonstrate your learning I think is even more important what I'm hearing frankly I too was not the best at memorizing things and just you know and again if I could do decent it's pretty much gone the next three or four days at the best but when I had a choice chance like you were doing here you really can remember that and you reflect back on those. Remember this, we had that experience. Are you guys chance at all reflecting on some of the experience you've already had? Looking back, so you remember we did that last year, remember this on the last project, or are you talking about your reflection of your own learning and what you're learning from things at all? I saw some head shaking, if you guys don't mind just sharing a little bit about that. Um, well, like, it's kind of a like silly example, but I was like listening to a song and 
like I was just listening to the words in it and it was like the songs reminded me of humanities like the things we do in it like okay <laughs> so the lyric in it was like so you sure know how to drop that guillotine on me and we're learning about the French Revolution right now and I was like wow that's like an allusion to the French Revolution because like uh, <laughs> Because like, the like they're not actually dropping a guillotine on them, but it's like you're killing them. Cause like, yeah. See, but those are wonderful. That's a wonderful example. Cause as you start seeing the things in the world, artists in their music, poetry, and art, whatever it may be, there's there's some amazing knowledge that they have about the world. And now that you're making those connections, that's what we would best hope that you're starting to make connections out in the world and you're prepared and ready to make those connections, so you can go ahead and and go ahead and share your knowledge across the generation, so yeah. thank you. Do you feel like what you're learning in this particular course is helping you, um, or that you'll be able to apply it in, in life when you actually have to do work as a, you know, grown up one day? That's <laughs> <laughs> cheerful in ninth grade, guys, you got yeah, it. Yeah, right? <laughs> I really feel that it does. It's helping me prioritize thinking mm -hmm. about when I can do my work the best and to the most that I can do, and when I have to slow down and focus on other things. Yeah, those life skills are critical. Uh, like I said, I'm glad to hear that as our teacher spoke, the ninth grade experience is a little different and, and then heading the 10th grade. So the prioritization and, and kind of balancing is a difficult challenge we all have. And so maybe you could teach us. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, we talk about, um, I don't know if you've ever heard this word used, but agency mm -hmm. when you're in charge of your learning. And that's what I heard you describe. You're, you're making decisions. You're doing the work. When I walk into the class, I see students very busily working, either talking to each other or doing research or writing or preparing you know, for an assessment. But you own your learning, whereas sometimes in traditional classes, the student might not have that agency or might be a passive um, recipient of knowledge. Um, hopefully that you'll do something with but the fact that you're you're owning that learning and you're even seeing its relevance outside of the classroom even just by hearing a song or having a conversation or wanting to talk about something when you get home is really significant and I think not only the embedded honors piece of that is important but also the fact that you're combining disciplines you know when we talked before the meeting you said that you usually saw things subjects as, as very separate and this time um, you know you're working together you're seeing how things connect and that's how authentic real learning happens nothing is ever just happening in isolation do you do you see the connection between humanities English and social studies and any other subjects you're taking yeah, I actually see this up. So two weeks ago, so in unit one, we learned about ethos, pathos, and logos. And then, so in my psychology class, we were doing like an article summary. And then, so for my opinion, I was noticing like the ethos, and I never even knew what ethos, pathos, and logos was before we did that. And I was easily able to identify that. And it helped me because I was able to figure out like if the author was credible. And it was like so, it was really important for me because then I knew like what the main idea was and the author's lesson was of like the article and so 
I think it's really important that like we've been noticing the connections and they've definitely been helping us like with the connections too. And now in Humanities 10, they've really like improved our skills by really like assessing us. And especially with concepts too, like we always helped like to connect the concepts between the English and the um, social studies part. And I think, and that's like really important. It's like a big like beneficial part of this learning. Well, I wanted to say thank you for everybody coming tonight. Also, I hope you heard that, you know, as an organization, as individuals, we're learning right along with you. <laughs> and so, as we're looking at the best opportunities we can provide for our students so that they can go ahead and embrace their passion and learn about not just the, those factors like we were talking about, but how to apply that, how to make a difference in the world, how to draw connections, how to look at global context. So, we're learning about how to do that better. I want to thank our teachers and Ms. Comerford here for leading us through this process as our first group of now 10th graders in field, you're our first one, so thank you very much. And it's hard to believe that as you think next year, because of the work and your guidance with our teachers and, and the rest of our administrators, that next year we'll be having ninth grade children all go through an embedded honors. This, this is how we all learn together. And we'll make some adjustments from this year to next, and next year to next, and just keep making these fine-tuned adjustments. But um, thank you for starting us on this journey with us very, very much. And if it's okay. I have one question. Absolutely. Is that all right? Oh, sure. If I said no, I just, I'm curious, yeah, like, what did, what did we not us. ask you? What would you tell us as the board? Like, what would you want us to know that we didn't ask? Like, did we miss something that you want us to know? I just wanted to like emphasize the fact that we're really learning life skills and that um, this class has helped, I would like to say, many of us find our voice and place and think about where we belong in the world and stop and think about where we're going to be in the future and the type of people we want to be. And in the beginning of the year, we had a seminar about was it a seminar? Maybe. About what we thought education, like what education means to us. And this class is truly the definition of what I would hope in my education would look like. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Great question. <laughs>